0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Tractor Girls Talk podcast. My name is Katie Sandals. I'm the women's football columnist for the East Anglian Daily Times and Ipswich Star. I'm joined as ever by Ross Halls, the face of uh, Ipswich Town podcasts uh, here at Archon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm on too many stuff, but um, it's what it is, isn't it? You know? here's
0: what it is and you're seeing our faces for the first time today uh, which is a nice touch if you are uh, if you listening for your normal audio methods maybe, maybe try a more visual method this week just saying um, although people are, like you say have seen your face quite a lot but my my face might be new to, to listeners so um yeah if, if that's what you like try a visual method of listening this week I've,
1: I've got more of a, I think a face for radio I think so um, <laughs> yeah I'll maybe stick to audio but if you are um, watching on our YouTube channel hello. And uh, I enjoy the first one. So there we go. Kings of Anglia on YouTube, of course.
0: Absolutely. We we love being part of the KOA family. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's nice to join the YouTube channel as well. Um, Ross, we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, we've been away for a little bit. Uh, I've been on holiday. Very nice. But uh, we're back. We're airing to go. And there's plenty of town news um, for the girls to talk about. Uh, today we're going to be talking fixtures, uh, they've come out. We can see where Town are headed this season uh, and in what order. Uh, we'll be talking about a second pro deal uh, for Ipswich Town women. Another player has signed up on a professional contract, which is very exciting news for the club. Um, yeah, and lots to talk about pre-season. Um, Ross, are you ready?
1: Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> let's get let get into it. I'm, let's not let's not muck about. Let's not talk about round the Let's get into it.
0: We are professionals, Ross. We are professionals. Um, So let's start... I (laughs) I
1: try.
0: I try, Ross. Um, Let's start then by talking about fixtures. So the Women's National League uh, released their fixtures last week. um, And they make for interesting reading for town. um, Starting with an away game at Hounslow. Uh, on the 15th of August and finishing in uh, April, April 17th, uh, with a home game against Southampton. What do you think of an away start, Ross? Is it it the way that you'd have wanted to start next season or given all the cancellations, it'd have been nice to be at home perhaps?
1: Or I'm going to start off with a fun fact. They are going to be playing home, home and away. You know, once each. So uh, that's always the standard fun joke you always have to say with the fixtures, when they come out. You play, you're playing both. You'd be playing teams both times, home and away. But um, I don't know. I don't mind it. You know, away games. Definitely, if it was a long trip. But Hounslow, is in London, so we haven't got the, the the long trips, early doors. But um, I think it is what it is. Really, we, really, you know, we we've had. I think the last two seasons we've been at home, so we've had that advantage. Um, But now first away trip since 2018, I think. So um, Hounslow, a team that I don't think we've played before. They struggled last year, so it could be a a perfect start for us. uh, But also, can't you know? We've now been in this league. We haven't been in this league for a very long time, so we'll have to wait and see how this game comes out. But I don't. I don't don't think Joe and the team don't mind an away trip. Early doors first game.
0: No, I think Hounslow, like you say, are a bit of an unknown quantity. It's a new side for town. Yeah, just, just be interesting to see how how they stack up. And it'll be a good sort of, or like you say, sort of a measuring stick almost against town for how they're going to uh, perform in this new league that season. So that's the 15th of August, Hounslow away, first game of the season. Um, For fans looking to head for a home game at Gold Star, that's uh, going to be on the 22nd of August. That's against, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Keensham, Keensham Town. Do we know that's how. That's, that's
1: how I will say it, but don't, we'll with, don't trust me.
0: Go with Keensham, right? So Keensham yeah. Town—that'll uh, be the first home game uh, for local fans to head back to, to the girls' start to see the girls. So That'd be nice to have fans back in back in properly after what seems forever.
1: Yeah, you know, full capacity now for any any ground, which is fantastic. Um, you never know. I'm not going to put the cat out of the bag at the moment, but hopefully we'll get a game at Porton Road this season at some some stage. Um, I don't know if that will be it, but we'll have to wait and see. But no, um, I think hopefully we'll get a good crowd down at Gold Star for that game and uh, yeah, wait and see if we get a Porton Road game.
0: That would be fantastic. And and with, with all the changes that have happened in the club in the past few months, I think, like you say, I think that's more on the cards perhaps than ever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we know that there's such a good, strong uh, supporter base for, for town's women these days. So wherever they end up playing, you know, their games this season, whether there are a couple of games at Portman Road, whether it's, you know, all at Gold Star, it, it's going to be great to have fans back there and, and out supporting the girls, I think.
1: And of course, the sun. The sun is going to be shining in August. So um, <laughs> if it is in Felixstowe. You know, have a trip down the seaside in the morning or after the game. You know, in the afternoon, I'm sure you know people will enjoy that. And you know, Gold Star's not a nice little set up there, good clubhouse, decent pitch. They've improved their pitch in in recent seasons. Um, so yeah, it's always a good day out in Felixstowe. And uh, yeah, get down if you if you if you are a new new viewer to this this podcast. Um, make sure to support the team if you can
0: absolutely if you are listening you know if you've been following us for the past few weeks thinking about heading down it's a very accessible ground um and yeah definitely go out and 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 support the girls there's you know yeah it's a a great day out like you say so after keensham it's another away day at gillingham and then perhaps one of the early games i'm most excited to see ross is a home game on the 29th of august against cardiff city now that Cardiff an interesting quantity. It's interesting that we're playing uh, at home first rather than away because that's a longer away trip. Yeah. But that that joy for later on in the season. Uh, the away game in January, that's a big old one. But um, yeah, I, I think um, one of the perhaps one of the higher place sides in the Women's National League South at the moment. So yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see another good sort of yardstick for Town against a side like Cardiff.
1: Yeah, and I want to just quickly go about Gillingham because that is a midweek game mm. on a Wednesday. Um, and of course, I think in this league, I think everyone has to play at least one, two games midweek. And I think, you know, you try to pick your closest sort of team. So I think it was MK Don's, London B's, and I think Gillingham was the, the other closest teams. I don't know if Hounslow, West London, is how close A's to, to mm. a, a Mitchwich. But um, Gillingham on a Wednesday night, it's not too bad. Nice little trip to Kent. Um, but yeah, Cardiff. Um, I think the last time I remember playing Cardiff, it was in the, I think it was in the FA Cup, and um, Town lost six nil at home. So hopefully we can get revenge on that. I think that was back in 2016, 17 time. I think that was my first season covering the, the, the women's side, and yeah, that was not a, a good day losing six nil. But of course, a whole different team now.
0: Whole different team, whole different setup, and, and capable of achieving big scores like that themselves, like we saw last season with their, you know, with the ten nil against the likes of Norwich. But um, yeah, no, some interesting games there. The, the final fixture for that first five games is Chichester and Salesley away on the uh, 5th of September. Um, so those are the first five games. Hounslow, Keensham Town, Gillingham, Cardiff City, Chis- Chichester and Selsey. And apologies to anybody who might be listening who's from those places and I mispronounced them.
1: Well, it's better than you than me because you know people know I'm bad at pronouncing things. Even like even the easiest of T names, I, I struggle with. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna leave that to you.
0: It's endearing in your your beautifully strong Suffolk accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, some some, some I swear sometimes these clubs they make it difficult for me. They they add an extra syllable here and there, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: We were talking before about things being made difficult for you, Ross. Um, it's important to note about a couple of the fixtures actually involving Plymouth, which you know could have could have been a fun one for you if they decided to play Blackpool on a Saturday, Plymouth on a Sunday. But you know they've come to your rescue, Ross. They they've they've been listening to this podcast clearly, and the Plymouth um, are both double headers. So if you're if you're heading out, so um, first game for the girls is away at Plymouth thirty uh, first of October, and then, Halloween.
1: Halloween, spooky, yeah.
0: spooky, uh, spooky day uh, in Plymouth for the girls, and then the return fixture is the twenty seventh of March. If you are heading to those games, um, it's important to note that the men's games are on the Saturday, so why not make a weekend of it? See the town men on the Saturday, see the girls on the Sunday. Boom, weekend in Plymouth.
1: I want to give a big shout out to of course, Kieran, Kieran Stanley, the media officer. He he sort of. Ask Plymouth if they would be happy that to be arranged. And I think the league then decided, yep, that's that's fine for them as well. So thankfully, yeah, we don't need to do what, as you said, Blackpool and then Plymouth on the Sunday. Nice weekend. in Devon, watch the men team on the Saturday or travel up on the Friday if you want. Um, enjoy, you know, Devon on the Friday evening. Wake up on Saturday, Plymouth, then Sunday. Of course, I know not everyone can do that, you know, probably because of work and can they afford it as well. But if you fancy that, Devon in October, you know, it's not going to be as warm, but no. it's not a nice little weekend, Devon. Not bad.
0: I think it's a really nice idea, um, you know, being able to offer that and having that arrangement um, because, you know, you've got that opportunity for for men's fans who perhaps would have been in, in Plymouth anyway and, and love supporting town to, you know, get a glimpse of of what the women's teams have to offer. And so if you are a fan who just, you know, listens to the wider KOA family, you've not been down to a women's game, and perhaps you are already planning to go to Plymouth, you'll be in Plymouth for that away game. Then then do consider staying on to watch the girls the next day. I think it's yeah it's a great way to to get a game in and enjoy, you know have a great weekend of football ahead you, hopefully.
1: Or you know if you, if you want to call that hangover from the Saturday and too many beers at the game, if you just want you don't want to drive back straight away on on the Sunday morning, nip down to to the the women's game against Plymouth, call that hangover in in the fresh air and then yeah after the game finishes, the game will finish about half four five o'clock. You may get home a bit late on Sunday, but I think it'll be worth it. Definitely, what Definitely. We
0: absolutely, yeah. and yeah. So um, that that those were like uh, two great double header fixtures. Then finishing the season in Southampton, like I said, that's such an interesting end to the season at home, playing one of the big guns, Southampton. I mean, perfect stage for a tense
1: finale, Ross. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased as at home as well. I think that is... I love to end a season at home. Of course, you've got Portsmouth away as well, the um, second to final game. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't even say that word. I'm not going to try to say that. I'm going to move on. But I'm looking forward to Southampton at home. Um, once again, could that be a Portland Road? What That could that could be the promotion decider um, or the league title decider. You never know. Um, and we'll play Southampton recently in a pre-season friendly we've got really tested by them but um i'm sure now we're going to give them a good test as well and um as i said i do like to finish the season off at home because you can sort of celebrate in front of your own crowd finish the season on a high and uh fingers crossed it will be our season
0: absolutely and given um some sort of things we've heard from the club before about how you know how important it had been to them and they'd have loved to have done promotion in front of the crowd if they you know if they have got that opportunity this season to do, you know do the lap of honor or whatever you know i think that would mean even more to them uh after the past year so yeah, yeah. i just
1: want to um, bring up another game as well mk dons yeah. um they sometimes play at the men's stadium Stadium MK, mm-hmm. so hopefully you know, we'll get an opportunity to go to a men's stadium again. Hopefully the other teams, you never know, they may be nice and let their women's team play in their home grounds. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Some, of the, some of the players could experience some home grounds um, for, you know, for the men's game. So probably, you know, football league grounds. So fingers crossed on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We saw that um feels like a long time ago now, but obviously uh, with games like the Huddersfield game yeah. uh, in the FA Cup were played at the men's ground. And it could happen again equally in the FA Cup as well. Um, obviously, we haven't had to draw for that. That'll be a bit later on. Um, but um, yeah, no, there's plenty of potential to, per, to be playing in some really interesting grounds this season, some big men's grounds possibly, um, but definitely grounds that you haven't played in before. So uh, yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic season. Um, yeah uh check out uh women's national league for the full list of fixtures um wherever Towns is heading this season uh and we'll be covering as much as we can um but yeah so we talked about fixtures ross but there was some other big news at the end of last week um we talked before about how how the attitudes at town have been changing over the years and how things have been uh Progressing, and we've we've had our first pro deal. But there was news this week of a second pro deal. Who was it for?
1: Well, not a surprise to a lot of women's uh, town supporters, and it is Paige Peak. Um, I don't want to say she's the poster girl for the team, but she's one of our star players, um, and definitely one of the the first names on everyone's lips when they hear about the women's team. They go, "Yeah, Paige Peak, I know her." But yeah, well deserved for Paige Peak. Um, you know, she's known for her free kick. She's known for her indirect corners and um yeah well deserved and another big milestone for the club you know the second pro deal in a matter of weeks pretty much
0: so yeah page peak becoming the the second uh, player to to get that pro deal and it, it's so great to see that you know it's not just one player it's it's becoming more of a it's something that's been ingrained into into the club and it's something that you know that will only um, develop page courses on a, a two-year deal, just like Sophie the uh, first player to sign uh, for the club professionally. And you know, she is such a key player to the club, isn't she, Ross?
1: Yeah, you know, as I said, she's she's, she's she can score, she can set up goals. You know, I think she's a defender and she takes free kicks, she takes penalties. She has got that leadership there. Once again, she's still only young. I think she's only eighteen or nineteen yeah, now. 18, so yeah. eighteen. So it's sort of, and she's got every attribute you want as a player. Um, As I said, she's a leader. um, And, you know, she teams up with Lucy Egan, uh, Lindsay Cooper at the back, and she's got a big future ahead of her. Um, And as well, she you know, she's going to be using education as well, you know, capped internationally for England. And she's been gone through that pathway, just like Peskett, so Peskett, of, you know, going through the academy and now going into the first team and breaking through after that fantastic season we had, you know, playing against Man City, Huddersfield and stuff like that. And it's um, once again good that we're able to keep hold of her as well because I'm sure she would have had interest from other clubs. I'm sure she would have. Um, but now nah, another good player that we've kept hold of. I'm looking forward to see how she does in Tier 3 this season.
0: Absolutely. Let's hear then uh, from Paige Peak now talking about her new professional deal.
2: Well, Paige, firstly, congratulations. How does it feel to have signed your first professional contract here at Ipswich Town?
3: Yeah, it feels unbelievable. Um, it's something that I've dreamed of since I've, I started playing. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a dream come true.
2: How did you react when you were first told the news that the club were offering you a pro deal here?
3: Yeah, it was very exciting. I mean, for me, but also for the direction the club's going in. It shows how how progressive we are willing to be.
2: I'm sure it's a very proud moment for yourself, but also for your family as well. What was their reaction when you told them you were being offered for the contract here?
3: Yeah, no, very similar to mine. They're very excited and very happy for me.
2: I know you've worked tirelessly to get to this stage. Do you feel a strong sense of accomplishment now that you've uh, signed your first contract here?
3: Yeah, definitely. It definitely shows that hard work does pay off. Um, but it's just hopefully, fingers crossed, the first of many.
2: you progressed through the WSL Academy here and gone on to make a significant impact in the first team since you came in a couple of years ago. Do you see this as the next big step in your career?
3: Yeah, obviously we're going full-time professional as a club, so hopefully we can kick on even more.
2: You've always been an incredibly ambitious player. Just how much of a show of ambition is this from the club? to get you signed to this pro deal?
3: Yeah, massively. It shows how kind of serious we are about progressing up through the leagues and obviously hoping to reach the goal of getting to the WSL one day.
2: It's a real statement of intent, isn't it? I mean, contracts at third tier level are pretty unheard of in the women's game.
3: Yeah, definitely. It just shows, like I said, how serious we are about how progressive we want to be as a club.
2: I know you've got a lot of friends at other clubs that have been signing pro contracts over the last year or so, so I'm sure that they're delighted for you now that it's your turn to sign a pro contract.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. It helps having other people kind of around you and close to you that are doing things obviously you aspire to get to so yeah they're very happy for me as well.
2: So the first time we've spoken since the news of the promotion just how excited are you to get started in, in the third tier next year?
3: Very excited Um, yeah hopefully fingers crossed we can do it again get back to back promotions to the championships that's the goal yeah.
2: It's a very exciting time for the club at the moment, and it seems like nothing but positive news is coming out on a weekly basis. That must be really uplifting for yourself and, and the rest of the players.
3: Yeah, definitely. It always lifts the mood when you've got nothing but positive things coming out, so hopefully that can continue.
2: Obviously a big season ahead. You know, Have you got any personal aims and, and collective aims as a team this season in terms of the uh, division?
3: I think, I mean, personally, I'm one that as long as collectively as a team we're doing well, that's good. So obviously it's our aim to get promoted again so if we do that i'll be very very happy
0: and that was Paige peak talking about her pro deal she's signed a two-year contract with ipswich town women uh, their second player only their second player ever to sign a professional contract ross there was um i was watching uh, with interest commentators the women's game after um the first pro deal was announced for sophie peskett and there's a lot of people saying, you know, this is a really interesting time for the town to be to be taking on players in a professional way. You know, a real statement of intent, a real surprise, I think, for a lot of people in the women's game that a club, you know, is still third tier. Um, it's starting to pay players. I mean, you know, personally, I, you know, I knew it would happen at some point, but perhaps maybe thought a few more promotions needed, you know, a little bit more time. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, Ross.
1: Well, we've said this in previous podcasts, you know, I think it's very rare that a tier three team have professional players. Um, I don't think there's any that there may be a few players here and there. But, you know, I'm going to quote sort of what, you know, Paige Peake said in our interview. You know, it, it's unbelievable that it's happened. It's a dream come true. You know, all these players at this age, when you are coming through an academy, you dream to become a professional player and to do it at a club that like you progress with the youth set up. And actually, do that and get that offered is just yeah. As I said, a dream come true for them, and it it shows the ambition that Joe and the coaching staff and everyone at the club has. Um, they're getting backed by the men as well, Mark Ashton and Co. They're they're invested in this women's setup for them to offer these pro deals. Players that you know we were probably fearing like oh we could lose these. And you know, as I said, Peskett had offers from Super League clubs, and when I first covered the side. Um, I never thought this was going to ever happen, you know, be a professional setup. And now we've got two professional players and, you know, all the way is up at the moment for the women's team. And um, I'm going to bring it out again. It is a dream come true for these players because they've been wanting to become professional players since they were kids, pretty much, you know, the thing they were playing when I was speaking to Amanda, you know, they were playing with just, you know, boys teams. And then eventually we were able to get into a center of excellence and then move on. Unfortunately, you know, at that stage, it wasn't Melbourne football wasn't as big as it is now, and it's just mm. great to see it. it's getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, we've got the Euros next year. Um, I'm sure that will bring more and more fans involved. And I'm sure I've seen. I think you're going to go to a few games.
0: I have. I've got. Four, um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to England's final group game in Southampton in July, and then I have nabbed myself some tickets for Wembley for the final uh so and they've cost considerably less than the thousands of pounds i was seeing the men's euros my goodness um but if you are interested in in kind of seeing where these girls will hopefully go next you know we've said before a lot of them are england youth internationals you know it's only a matter of time i think ross before one of these girls gets a senior lioness's call up Uh, and if you are wanting to see where they, they could head next then definitely look at getting tickets for the uh women's euro 2022 um championship finals, England obviously hosts um, there are games across the country uh, but the final uh, is at Wembley, just like the men's Um, but yeah, I think, sort of linked to that I think, you know, when they are being paid as professional players, these youth internationals you know, I think that, you know, I think this could help their case for a senior call-up because, you know they see they're being, England see they're being paid they're sort of sought after that highly, that they need to be paid for a third tier club, you know I think that can only help their case going forward, and and you know, with obviously with two players down as professional now, you know, I think it opens up the door for other players in the future. I I don't see this as being the end of this um, town of so much talent. There can only be more you know, contracts coming shortly at this point.
1: I think so. I think there's potential, you know, for for more, and I think that's a, a big statement for us as a, as a club to do that um, because. I said the only way is up at the moment for Town. You know the club have got big ambitions, and we'll have to wait and see what's you know going to happen in the next few weeks. And you know I want to give a big shout. We're talking about England. Um, of course, we've had a few more call-ups. Uh, Zoe yes. Barrett, Summer Hughes, Lucy O'Brien have all been named in the England under nineteen squad. So. You know, a lot of them, I think they're playing Czech Republic, I think at AFC Telford um, on the 30th of July. So
0: You can go and see that game as well. It's been played. um, uh, You can go get tickets to go see those girls play. Um, So if you have got the day free and you do fancy a bit of Youth International game featuring some, you know, young Ipswich Town women's players, then do go check that out. Um, Tickets are available for that game online. Fantastic. So uh, let's move from one page to another. Then part of this key uh, town setup is also the backroom staff as well. And there's news there of a return for a familiar face. Ross.
1: Yes, another page this time. Paige Shorten, um, of course, was previously at the club as an assistant um, manager, coach to Joe Sheer, but now she's back in the coaching staff. Um, she spent the last nine months working with the FA as a talent um, technical coach for the Midlands and East region. Um, she was of course at the club previously in October 2018, and she was doing sort of holding roles as the Suffolk FA, and then of course then came and joined Joe with the setup for the the academy setup, and then of course then also stepping up with the first team duties. But um, you know she's she was a key figure, you know, with Joe when when they first came at the club, progressing through all the academy players. And I think, you know, a lot of, you know, players are happy that Paige Sean's back as a first-team coach. And, um, you know, Paige is a great character as well and sort a fantastic coach. And she's got her badges now. I think she's upped her badges as well since she's, um, since she left. So, a fantastic. I think this, once again, another great appointment as well you know you you always talk about the signings players getting signed but Mm. sometimes when you bring in a different coach or something like that i think it's always a good thing i'm not being biased here but i think this is a a fantastic um appointment and bringing in someone the players know already which is good and a woman's as well which is fantastic
0: yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing there, Ross. You know, it's great to have that kind of familiar face. Yes, she's been out, but now she's kind of back with that experience from a different role that she can bring into back into town. And yeah, I can I can only imagine the players are, are pleased to see her back. Um and she was such a big important part of the club, I think. Uh we spoke about her on our previous podcasts, I recall when she left. Um, but yeah, no, great to great to to see her back. We're obviously um we're we're deep into pre-season now. Uh Still wondering if there might be a few more signings um, we spoke to, uh, before about Liv Smith, the new uh, new signing coming over from London Bees. But, um, you know, Joe said, you know, it, this seems a long time ago, Ross, but it's been a very, very busy couple of months for town. Um, but he said, you know, he was looking for one or two players. But there's no news at the moment of, um, I think we've discussed before, we thought it could possibly be a goalkeeper that they're looking for, given their sort of uh, retained list, which we spoke about on a previous podcast. Uh, But no news at the moment. Maybe something soon, I suspect, because we're getting, we're edging closer and closer to that 15th of August date. Uh,
1: Or um, I'm sure we'll get Joe on the pod at some stage to to speak to him. And I'm sure we'll get some great guests. I'm sure now we've got ourselves, better than ourselves in with the Track the Girls talk, just me and you. But I'm sure we'll get some more um, guests on. And Joe will definitely be the first one. I was actually at training last week um, Mm. in that all the players got all their new kit. Joe looks good in his new kit as well, and I think that's what you, the first thing you 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 see first when you get you know new season, you get a new kit, um, and the training kit. Of course, they get a new kit for the you know the play games, but in their training kit, which is good. And um, it was a hot day on Friday last week, um, and everyone uh, looks sharp and, and rowing to go and happy to. Unfortunately, the game um, against Cambridge United unfortunately got yes. postponed, um, but hopefully they'll, they'll get their first game up and running soon.
0: Yes, no, do keep an eye out because obviously, um, pre-season fixtures are well underway for both men's and women's sides at the moment. Um, so, yeah, uh there's an opportunity, I think, you know, to to see how they're they're doing uh, ahead of the new season. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, it's been a busy few more weeks. Um, I think we're expecting you know hopefully a bit more news ahead of the new season soon and we will endeavor to get joe on here to have a chat about how he's feeling because i know when i spoke to him uh it was obviously just after the promotion news a few weeks ago and he was on absolute cloud nine but um the grafting obviously the hard work's begun so yeah it'll be interesting to see how he's feeling now the pictures are out um and heading into that new season um but i think that's everything uh we've got to talk about to you today um Thank you, as always, for listening in. And for, for if you've been looking at our lovely faces, then, uh, yeah, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Wave. Jazz hands.
1: Too jazzy. Too jazzy. Yeah.
0: Too jazzy. <laughs> maybe too jazzy for pre-season, maybe later on yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you for for tuning in on whatever platform. As always, uh, big thanks to the the KOA family for, for keeping us here with you. Uh, we're really enjoying it, and I know you guys are too. Thank you for all your fantastic feedback. Um let us know if you've got any questions. Um, you can find me at Katie Sandals. That's Katie with a Y and Sandals with two S's because I like to make my life difficult. And uh, Ross, it's Ross Halls Media. I always get this wrong.
1: Ross Media UK, of oh. course, Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching, because we're trying to push the YouTube channel as much as we can. But I'm um, also subscribe to all your you know podcast platforms wherever you're listening. So if it's Spotify, iTunes all the other ones. There's loads. Directed
0: <laughs> Audio Boom, wherever you listen to us, give us, you know, give us a, a nice review. We'd always appreciate yes. that. Uh, and we'll be back soon uh, with some more uh, Trapped Girls news. So thanks for joining us.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: From true crime to football,
3: Brexit to Hopeful, more great podcasts from Archon head to audioboom.com slash channel slash